This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2 of Turf and Burn, where your co-host Caroline and Dylan. Dylan and I are super excited to be back recapping the Super Bowl, first and foremost. And second of all, check back in on our Super Bowl predictions, because Dylan is really excited about this one. That is true. Of course, the NFL has dominated our conversation for the last probably six, seven months at this point, dating back to September. But here we are wrapping things up. I think at the beginning of the year, if you said that the Chiefs were going to repeat and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey would dominate, I don't think anyone would blink an eye. Fast forward to 18 weeks later, and people said the dynasty was over and that the Kansas City Chiefs did not look like Super Bowl contenders. In fact, a lot of people pegged them to lose at home to the Miami Dolphins in the first round of the playoffs. That didn't happen. They then proceeded to beat the Bills. They proceeded to beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And then they proceeded to beat the San Francisco 49ers because that's what the Kansas City Chiefs do. That is ring number three for Patrick Mahomes, ring number three for Andy Reid with the Kansas City Chiefs, ring number three with Travis Kelsey. And I think it is officially time to admit that the Kansas City Chiefs are the dynasty of the NFL. Hi, Caroline. Hey, you can't forget (laughs) George Kittle like that. He lost. I know, but hey, we're we're trying to bring love to the matchup from when was it 2019? Well, there's a weird and we're not going to get all crazy theoretical on you guys right now, but 2020 started with a Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. 2020 proceeded to have a Biden versus Trump election. 2020 also proceeded to be a leap year. So when there's a global pandemic in a month, you're going to know exactly why, because it appears that 2024 is just going to be a repeat of 2020. So congrats, Los Angeles Dodgers. You're going to be world champions in a couple months. But yeah, we're going to go a little Aaron Rodgers conspiracy theory. First of all, it's not a repeat because the Super Bowl color, Gatorade color was in fact orange. And this Super Bowl Gatorade color was purple. How do you know? Also, that? we had Usher perform, unfortunately. Sorry, <laughs> the Usher fans. Well, we'll get into that in a bit because obviously we're going to cover all things Super Bowl. But yeah, let's talk about it. The Kansas City Chiefs took them to overtime. And of course, that's the big controversy that everyone wants to talk about. So we'll talk about it as well as to whether the San Francisco 49ers should have received or deferred. They opted to receive. They proceeded to get a field goal. There's rumors that apparently all the Kansas City Chiefs knew that they wanted to defer if they got the coin toss so there's videos of travis kelsey going crazy when he found out that the 49ers had elected to receive there's rumors that some 49ers players didn't know the rule of overtime in that in the past if you scored a touchdown on that opening drive of overtime the game is over and you win that was no longer the case this year and that you had to that last licks the opposing team had the opportunity to match so just some weird stuff happening at the end of the game. And of course, someone also had to take the fall for it. So the 49ers today announced that their longtime defensive coordinator has been fired. So thoughts. I definitely think that that was an overreaction by the 49ers. First of all, I feel like the Niners have one of the best defenses. And well, clearly they made it to the Super Bowl and everyone all year has always been saying that like, Obviously, they do have offensive powerhouses with Christian McCaffrey, and I think he was 
the favored running back to win, or actually, was he the favorite to win MVP before Who? this? Who? Christian McCaffrey. Potentially. It was okay. He was he was up there. So obviously it's not just their defense, but they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And it's not all on the defensive coordinator. Like obviously there was obviously he should know the rules. <laughs> like, period, he should know the rules. But clearly there is some gray area with that. I don't expect like if the if the players had also been confused, if fans had also been confused, and there is like more of that gray area i don't think all of that should fall on the defensive coordinator i also think like that he had led him them this far um and people are always like brock purdy only excels under a good system and now they really took apart one big aspect of their system so i don't know i feel like this is an overreaction like i just think it's because it's a rematch of the 2020 super bowl and they lost yet again that like emotions are running high obviously 49ers Ownership is not thrilled, but like, think about all the revenue that they got. Think about how this was like one of the most viewed or the most viewed Super Bowl of all time. And they definitely got a lot of revenue. Like, I think the cheapest Super Bowl seats were $6,000, $7,000. So like, I don't know, that brought a lot of recognition to the 49ers. I think a lot of people are rooting for them just to be anti-Chiefs, aka me and Dylan. <laughs> um, So I think this was definitely a heart overhead kind of reaction i think the the only explanation is that he's the one that made the call then he said that no we want to receive the ball and my defense will stop patrick mahomes and then obviously his defense did not stop patrick mahomes in fact mahomes marched down the field relatively easy and went on and won the game to former new york jet mccall hardman who interesting fact that's circulating around everywhere mccall hardman is just the second player ever to play for the New York Jets and win a Super Bowl in the same season, which shows you how sorry the New York Jets franchise is. But I think that has to be it because obviously everyone looking back, it was the wrong decision. With the new rule, this thinking should be let the other team go first and see what we have to match. If they hold the Chiefs to not scoring at all, then you just need a field goal territory. If you hold the Chiefs to a field goal, okay, you know now all we need to do is get a touchdown to win the game. If the Chiefs somehow score a touchdown, then you have that interesting case of, okay, let's try to match them with the touchdown, and then you have the option, let's go for the two-point conversion and win the game outright. So all the strategy, and I think Travis Kelsey summed up perfectly, he's like, we have the upper hand if you go second, and the 49ers had the opportunity, and they just said, here you go, Chiefs. You can have the upper hand. And... It's an interesting scenario. I think giving Patrick Mahomes the ball late now equals when he was in his heyday giving Tom Brady the ball late. And there were multiple Super Bowls where this happened. And everyone said, there's a minute left. There's not enough time for Tom Brady. There's always enough time for Tom Brady. He's going to march down the field and win a Super Bowl. He's won seven of them. People also didn't know the rule that the clock in overtime did not matter. Automatically, the Chiefs and the 49ers would get a full back and forth even if the clock hit zero. So that's why everyone's like, Mahomes needs to rush. They're down to 40 seconds. The 49ers were so smart, they ran down the clock. Doesn't matter. They were going to let them go the full drive no matter what. So there's no, and I know people are trying to defend the 49ers, there's no strategy where it makes sense not to defer. I'm try- I really am trying. Unless their confidence well, is just... This is what I'm thinking. Sometimes you have to have faith in your players. 
but like is that i know like the strategy is to defer but is that like playing scared not really like playing smart maybe what's, you have that much confidence in your team but what's the confidence that your defense will stop Patrick <laughs> so let the defense stop them first that way all the offense needs to do is just kick a field goal and win the game yeah that's true like there's no reason why the defense shouldn't go first that way but the there's also no reason they... why the players should have like not known the rules and just tried to run down the clock and then suddenly well, they stop like, well no they're arguing that it's the defensive coordinator that tried running down the clock and tried doing oh really <laughs> yes they're saying that he had zero clue what the rule was and that their strategy was just off and obviously Kyle Shanahan's one yeah of the you know what that's league, fair so. if he didn't know the rules yeah Allegedly. okay I did say previously not but he's if he's a defensive coordinator yeah he should probably be fired for that mm-hmm. because Obviously, with a decision like that, someone had to have been the catalyst behind it. So you figured once they identified who it was, that guy was going to be gone. And coincidentally, the only firing today from the entire staff is the defensive coordinator. So it seems relatively easy to point the finger on him for what went wrong there in overtime. But it was a solid game before I'm that. sure they could listen to the mics, too, and just hear like what mm-hmm. he was saying. Yeah. Well. I wonder if there's a clip of him like making that decision. I know the NFL is releasing videos slowly but surely. There's one today of the Chiefs' reaction to finding out that they were going to defer. So it's only a matter of time before the 49ers' decision gets released somewhere into the internet for people to criticize and mock forever. But the NFL's over. That's the wrap on the season. Interesting free agent class upcoming with Kirk Cousins is set to be the marquee free agent of the offseason. There's going to be rumors that Devontae Adams gets traded to the New York Jets. There's going to be rumors about will the Commanders trade up to get the number one overall pick? Will the Chicago Bears trade away Justin Fields and then draft Caleb Blooms with the number one overall pick? A lot of interesting things to go down. But before we get there, it's time to review our predictions from the Super Bowl. And Caroline can go first before we talk about my miracle of a prediction. Yeah, well... Dylan and I specifically, well, I think we both agreed that Chiefs were winning, no? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I pretty much said, because you told me that they were, at, the Niners were actually the betting favorites. And I was like, guys, we bet that all day, all day long. And guess what? Not saying, but Dylan and I do not bet, putting mm-hmm. that out. And I'm not yeah. saying you should take betting advice from us, but I literally said that was the easiest money that you literally ever could have put on because there was just simply no way that the Chiefs weren't going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people are like, okay, NFL isn't scripted, but like with Taylor Swift in attendance, with so much on the line, with I also just know like how Patrick Mahomes thinks. They were kind of countered as underdogs all year long. And that's mm-hmm. what really motivates him. That's what motivates the team. I just cannot get over the fact that the Niners were betting favorites to win. Also, it's like... Las Vegas, they're the seasoned veterans. They're the tried and true team. I just knew. I also said, I was like, if the Niners got off to a slow start, which they didn't, but if they didn't build a big enough lead, I was pretty certain that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to like come out on top in the end because kind of what happened was like they kind of matched each other offensively. Like one would get a touchdown, then the other team would. So it was like kind of going back and forth. And the Niners never got a big enough lead. And then, of course, in overtime, we know what happened. And that is what a team that has won the Super Bowl, that has gone to the Super Bowl many times, knows that they can pull off. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, my other predictions did not come true. Well, maybe fortunately for both teams, but I did say that a kicker was going to mess it up. I also did say that the the scores were going to be really close. So I guess that makes sense in terms of overtime. The final score is 25-22. I did say a kicker was going to mess it up, um, but I'm glad they didn't because they would probably have been cut as well. Well, I went off the board. I didn't go with the game. I didn't go with the halftime show. I went with a commercial. And I said that our good old pal from the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino, was going to show up. And not only did Dan Marino show up once, but he was in two Super Bowl commercials this year. And then Caroline challenged me to name an actual company. And I said, let's just pick a company that always is going to have a commercial. M&M's. What At do you first, know? Skittles, I would just like to clarify. Okay. Well, then you... <laughs> I, I self-corrected. Got instinct, you knew. And while we were all watching the Super Bowl late on Sunday night, it was around the second quarter after some other exciting stuff had occurred in the game already. And all of a sudden on the screen appeared Dan Marino. And I was like, oh, my God, he was in a commercial. And everyone we were watching the game with was excited, too. And then all of a sudden the camera panned out and the green M&M was sitting right next to him. And I would just say the prophet Dylan correctly predicted that Dan Marino would be with the M&Ms in the Super Bowl. So. How do you like that? Wow, yeah. Props to Dylan for that one. I'm like, I would like to give a disclaimer, guys. Uh oh. <laughs> My disclaimer because I was in Australia when the Super Bowl happened, I, in fact, did not watch the Super Bowl. Uh... <laughs> I had finals. Sorry, guys. I did see clips. So you guys might be like, you know what? Kellen is not qualified to talk about the Super Bowl. To be fair, I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about Pokemon in general. But you know what? That makes both Dylan and I. So hopefully you guys liked our breakdown. And clearly Dylan is qualified enough because he predicted that Dan Marino is going to be an Eminem commercial. I did. And we will obviously have some NFL talk at some point in the future. It seems like that likely gets shelved for the next few weeks until free agency starts and the draft type starts in the middle of April. But we hope you enjoyed this season of the NFL on Turf and Burn. Last two notes. Congratulations to Taylor Swift on taking over the league and having all the comments be about her after the Super Bowl. And congrats to Usher on kind of screwing up during the halftime show. It wasn't great. Maybe that's just me, but it wasn't great. Yeah, sorry, Usher. Wasn't really a fan. Also, people were saying Alicia Keys' notes weren't great. Just, yeah, it, I didn't expect it to be seller when it was announced. I was like, mm, definitely could have gone with a much better choice. Sorry, Usher. Like, loved his music in the 2010s, but I feel like his music hasn't really made a lot of comeback. You know who I thought would be great? Pitbull. NFL, if you're listening to this, take notes. Well, that was... He needs to be the next one. The most popular Usher song, the one with Pitbull, they didn't do, which is like yeah. the song that everyone knows. So, Oh, do you want to give us a demo? No, I, I'm not singing. <laughs> I'm good. Well, Dylan, you can't bring that up and be like the one everyone knows because I don't know which one you're talking about. You do, because if you've nominated Pitbull to be the next Super Bowl halftime show, you have to know. I know, but I don't know unless you give us a demo. Well, I can't because the voice would probably get sued for copyright infringement <laughs> on songs because my voice would resemble Pitbull so well, but... Yeah, Your voice is for Pitbull, I'll go for Dua Lipa, and we'll settle in the middle with some random person for 2025. Yeah, guys, I'm saying uh, they literally could have brought any artist back from like, I don't know, they're really going throwback recently. Well, don't want to say it. Don't wanna, sure, I'll say it. Ever since Jay-Z 
took over producing the Super Bowl halftime show. There's been somewhat of a Jay-Z theme. produces a Super Bowl halftime show? Jay-Z has produced the last three Super Bowl halftime shows where it was... Wait, Dr. why am I Dre, just finding out about this? Dr. Dre, Rihanna, and now Usher. So... Rihanna was good, though. Uh-huh. But I she think... Good. Usher followed the trend that Jay-Z is starting to set. So... Yeah, I was like, Dr. Dre? And then I'm like, Usher? Yeah. Well, guys, I maybe is I now I'm trying to scroll through and think about like Jay Z's contacts. It's I don't know. It's interesting. Well, next year we have. I'm not sure. Bowl. I'm not thinking Pitbull then. Well, next year's <laughs> Super Bowl is in New Orleans, and as I'm trying to come up with stuff, Ooh. I don't know. So I'm not purely convinced that a jazz maybe they would do like halftime show fifty cent. Work. He was, was in it two years ago. Uh huh. Oh, he was. Yeah, I was gonna say he was with it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Miley Cyrus, some country in New Orleans. <laughs> All right. Well, I would also just like to say, because Dylan once again has to bring up Taylor Swift, wow. apparently there was a camera angle on her the entire time. And as much as I have been strongly, strongly disliking all this coverage, the NFL knows how to make money and they know how to work the angles. And this whole they're really milking all the profit they can out of this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship. Should so I, I say, guess up to them. Should I say that that was a false rumor and that she was actually only displayed on the TV for 54 seconds? Really? Higher broadcast. No, but like they literally had a camera like stationed at her. Nope. Really? Really? She was only on screen and shown for 54 seconds. Now, naturally okay but i will say they still know how to profit off of this relationship because every single post i've seen off of the nfl official account has been them and i'm like can we actually have some football content well they have a lot of post-game videos and from them partying that night is all about taylor swift and travis kelsey but no the nfl and i think this was a was it fox or cbs one of those two did a good job of focus on the game and obviously if travis got a catch they showed her but no, they didn't. They didn't shove it in people's faces. Bravo to the. the this is what I want to talk about: Travis Kelsey blowing up in Andy Reid's face. It's everyone's gonna blow it out of proportion. Everyone has moments where they're pissed off with their coach. I've certainly had it. They're obviously in a Super Bowl, so he's even more upset. And he said it wasn't yelling at Andy Reid or disappointed in anything like that. It was that the Chiefs were getting. Penalty after penalty, and the clock was running down. They needed a first down. They didn't get it. And Andy Reid had sat Travis Kelsey out for that down. So Kelsey went over to Reid and said, why am I not out there to try to, you know, get us the first down? But he didn't. He literally bumped, like, shoved his coach. Yeah. And I think that shows how close those two have gotten over. If you you don't win three rings. No, but, like, like, I understand you can be passionate, but that's, like, a low. I feel like that's disrespectful. And also, there were like videos of Andy Reid praising Travis Kelsey for getting his temper under control uh-huh. previously, and I, I don't know. That was like a lot of yelling, and it was giving temper tantrum. No, I, I, I understand he has to be passionate, but like, you cannot do your coach like that. But I think if there was a real, and problem, I would, I would argue that Andy Reid has made has had a bigger role in all three Chiefs Super Bowl wins than Travis Kelsey has. Well, yeah, because he's the coach. Exactly. So, like, I think if there was a real issue and a real problem, you would have benched Travis Kelsey because we've seen that happen before where if a player 
has some misconduct, they get benched for the rest of the games. Even happened in a Super Bowl in the past. But I think that was an instance where they're both really passionate. They bumped into each other, and Travis even like held Andy Reid afterwards, and they were all good, and they went and won the Super Bowl, and winning cures all. Well, I what would you what do you think would happen though if they had lost? Nothing. I think I think they're too. Yeah, I I know a lot of. People and of course, all the Taylor Swift fans are saying that oh, Travis Kelsey is rage. She should get away from him. But no, that's just called an athlete in the heat of literally the most pressure-packed environment, getting a little angry and bumping. That makes sense, but I don't know. I for like I always am. Most of the time, I am pro player, but I don't see enough of people being pro coach. And I'm trying to be pro coach here because I feel like it's always a the coach that gets the boot well well if andy reed didn't have a problem with it why should we have a problem with it yeah that's true but i also i wonder if andy reed just didn't have a problem with it because he's trying to get less media attention away because every single camera angle or post has been about travis kelsey losing his mind i don't know i think people are making a bigger deal i mean yeah this happens often and obviously it was blown it's like on a bigger platform because of who Travis Kelsey's dating because of everything like this does happen quite frequently mm-hmm. with players and coaches. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's a clip circulating from, I don't know if on a podcast you're supposed to promote another podcast. That's probably like a sin to commit, but on the Kelsey podcast, new Heights, Jason and Travis broke down that incident of what happened and all the takeaways from that. To that. So they are, they're definitely more knowledgeable than we are on the subject. So I would definitely listen to their breakdown in addition to ours, of course. Finish and I would just like to say, Jason said that it wasn't okay. So mm-hmm. I think there's, I think the good thing is there's like acknowledgement, but also I'm like, I feel like players in general need to treat their coaches better. But that's by the way, just... congrats to Jason Kelsey on stealing the show this weekend and going yeah, literally. all out in his. Jason Kelsey actually deserves a Super Bowl ring. Thank you. Jason Kelsey sounds like he wants to join the Chiefs next year. He does sound like he joins. He wants to join the Chiefs. So, interesting stuff on that front. But book closed on the NFL. Closed. Which means it's baseball season. Yeah. No, guys. No, 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 no. Pitchers <laughs> and catchers. All episode to talk about this, except it's literally spring training. They haven't even started. Does spring training even count as preseason? Yes. So the thing with baseball season and it's obviously yes opening day isn't until march 25th 26th oh my god we got to talk about hockey and basketball well it's just the start of baseball season is like almost like a feeling of like when you start to see the videos of all the guys training in florida and the pitchers arriving and the sound of the bat and the glove is clicking it's just like all right we're back winners over guys it must be because i've spent too much time around dylan because i feel like baseball season just ended like, I actually was like, we just gave baseball it's coverage. It's been five months. <laughs> no, we were October. just talking about Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers. That was in the middle of November. <laughs> that was three, four months ago already. Yeah. When was the last time we talked about, I don't know, Formula One? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, clearly Dylan's baseball talk, I've just, clearly that's just my world now i guess unfortunately i'll just say i'll save caroline and i'll just say side retired podcast for all your baseball coverage and caroline yeah. won't Guys, have to deal go with there it. for your baseball coverage you can come here for the really hot takes about baseball but side retired but Absolutely. if you want betting advice hey no we're not allowed <laughs> to bet 
No, no, no. Well, no I didn't no. say that we're vetting. I, I just said I'm if you not want vetting advice for my internship, uh, 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 no vetting. <laughs> if you want vetting advice from just me, there we go. It will either be really good or really bad. There's no in between. Absolutely. We have two other sports. Congrats to the NHL and NBA on continuing to plug forward in their seasons. I'm sure we'll cover them in more depth as we get to playoff season. Is there any 30-second highlight that you want to shout out from either of those? Whoa, we have way more to talk about than 30 seconds. I actually, shockingly, have a lot to say about the NBA, guys. I know, right? This is shocking. Well, I I think we need to give a standings recap. But I specifically want to talk about the fact that, number one, why are the Oklahoma City Thunder so good? I'm not even going to pretend to know how they're doing. <laughs> they're second right now in the West. Okay. Obviously, actually, guys, did I? I might have Loki predicted at the beginning. I remember talking about how the Thunder have a lot of young players. I was like, Chet Holgram. I also said... um, Shay Alexander. So I might have actually taken them to be a dark horse team that would overperform and do better and look at them go. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about, which I guess Dylan has nothing to say. I don't have any. All I know is that the Knicks are sneaky doing pretty good, which means that my New York prediction might eventually come true. But okay. I think it's long overdue. I think your New York, your New York prediction has ended. Jalen Runson, new king of New York. That's my only NBA take for right now. Oh, wow. Okay, move over, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. Well, he's been hurt. He'll come back in September, but for now it is Jalen Brunson's. I also want to talk about how the Pacers are doing okay. I think everyone has pretty much thought they were middle of the pack, but honestly, I think they're currently six in the standings. Um, They lost a lot of people, but they still have like Isaiah Jackson, they do still have some other good players, but I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. Lastly. All I I got is okay because I'm not (laughs) sure how to really respond. Guys, the the Mavs have fallen. The Mavs have fallen. I think they can get it back together, but they have fallen. Luka Doncic is still leading in points per game in the NBA. But I don't know. They're number seven right now. I they're still in a playoff position, or is that up in the, a play-in spot? I'm not play-in sure. spot. I think seven yeah. through ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because Mark Cuban sold the team, so if he knew that they were done, then naturally, yeah, guys, he was tanked. I'm saying everyone doubted me at the beginning of the season, even you, Dylan, when I was like, Kyrie and Luca are not working. Well, I'm not a big Kyrie Irving guy. So. I'm also not a big Kyrie Irving guy. Yeah. Guys, it's not working. I don't care how many points Kyrie Irving has gotten. I don't care how many points Luka Doncic has got. It's They're not playing a team game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think when you start to have, guys, let's go back to the Brooklyn Nets when they had James Harden, when they had Kevin Durant, when they had, oh my God, what was the third one? Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. There we go. <laughs> Needed to remind everyone. Kyrie Irving, um, and when it revolved around two or three guys, the rest of the team fell apart. And also, I don't know, I'm not a big 
Kyrie Irving guy. I feel like he makes it about himself. There's a lot of drama around him. I feel like he's not very good in the locker room. Obviously, I don't know him personally. But I think people had a lot of questions surrounding Mavs. And also, how can I be a Mavericks fan when Mark Cuban sold the team? <laughs> True. Also, unfortunately, the Rockets have come back down to earth. <laughs> um, but last thing, Kings. Remember last year when we talked about their Cinderella story run in the playoffs? I'll say yes. <laughs> they, I think they made it to, I don't know, they made it pretty far. Um, or at least they made it into the playoffs, sorry, <laughs> for like the first time since in franchise history. But I think they can do it again. So maybe it wasn't a one-off season. So go Kings. All right. Um, and that was all of my coverage. That's it. That's yeah. congrats on the NBA season. Yeah. Moving along. NHL, yeah. anything? Oh, I think you have a lot to talk about. We didn't even talk about, for example, Dylan's favorite team, the New York Islanders, firing their head coach, Lane Lambert, and replacing him with Patrick Wall. Well, I like Patrick Wall's hiring. I think that could be a very okay. solid thing for the Islanders because I know everyone criticized it going into it. And Not said, everyone. I criticized it. Well, a lot of people said he hasn't been around in forever. And, you know. That's Islanders, why people were criticizing it? He's a hothead. <laughs> Anything else you want to criticize my coach for? <laughs> yes, actually. Oh. I was saying that he... Uh, well, I was going to say uh, wh why I criticized it was because not that he's not proven. Because if you guys have listened to past episodes, I'm a big fan of giving um, of giving new coaches a chance. This is his second season as a coach, or technically second and a half. Anyways, his second chance as a coach. Um, but I'm a big fan of giving new opportunities to or opportunities to new people. I don't like the same coaching carousel that happens especially in the nhl i'm like no but patrick wall likes to make it about himself and he resigned halfway through or like more than halfway through the avalanche season way back when when they had like their worst season to date because they ended up drafting someone that he didn't support there were like so many things he just made it about himself and I'm like, that's not one year's, that's not a coach mentality. That's giving Hall of Fame goalie mentality, which you can be, but I don't think that that's a good coaching mentality to have. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Maybe I feel like he's been wanting redemption. So clearly we'll see how that plays out. I think it's going to work out great. And if not, well, then the Islanders just continue to muddle and exactly what we've been doing for the last five years, which is be solid, not great. But solid, make a run in the playoffs and don't win a Stanley Cup championship. Meanwhile, the Rangers are dominating this year. So hopefully that goes as well as it has <laughs> in the past for them. The Bruins continue to dominate. The yeah. Hurricanes, shout out. They're doing really good this year uh -huh. as well. And then the Stars <laughs> continue to do their thing. We've not mentioned hockey at all when we have to talk about the standings. What happened to last season when we would talk about them all the time? All I'm saying, the Golden Knights continue to do what they're doing, and unfortunately, my Anaheim Ducks are absolutely sucking. <laughs> I know. Dylan was really proud of himself for that pick of the Anaheim Ducks, but unfortunately... But guys, I would just like to say, once again, I picked the Vancouver Canucks to do way better. Look at them at the top of their division. I think they're really surprising, everyone. I would also like to talk about that the Oilers had a 16-game win streak, which was insane. Then it got broken by... um 
it got broken by wait let me think i think it was actually the golden knights that broke it post um nhl all-star break so shout out to you dylan yay but that's actually a big turnaround from the beginning of the season when they literally lost like not 10 games in a row but like they were not scoring at all (laughs) we also didn't talk about the big trade um elias lindholm from the calgary flames to the vancouver canucks do you have any thoughts on that dylan I will defer to you when you're the expert on the subject. Wow. That means Dylan does not know this trade happened. I, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I did not. I, baseball <laughs> oh. season started, so I've... Oh my God. This trade happened prior to baseball season starting, Dylan. This happened right before All-Star break. The All-Star break. When was that? I'm out of I'm out of tune end of, right now. End of January. I was in football mode and I was in baseball mode. So this happened January 31st. That's two weeks ago. I probably saw it happen and then forgot it happened because that's two weeks old. That's not news anymore. Should have been on the last episode. Yeah, that's fair. But last episode was only Super Bowl content. True. Well, what are your thoughts well, on the, the trade since I'm since I'm learning about it as we speak? Yeah, since since Dylan has no um commentary on that, I all I'm gonna say is I think the Vancouver Canucks paid a little bit too hot too much for Elias Lindholm, but apparently a lot of people were high on him. So hopefully this new change of scenery will do him well out of Calgary. Um, but last thing on the NHL, they have not been to the Olympics in the past two or three. Olympic cycles. Yeah. But they're finally back for the latest Olympic Games. So we'll see them in, I think it's, is it 2024? No. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So this year we're seeing them in the Olympics. Or is this, is this one the summer? I don't. Olympics are not my forte. It's either 2024 or 2026 because this actually might be the summer year, which means that because hockey is during the winter. Oh, guys, sorry. Okay, yes, wait. 2026 (laughs) are the Olympic Games for the winter. So summer would be 2024. Yeah, you're right. Yes, so then winter is 2026. Okay, yeah, so the NHL will be participating in the 2026 and 2030 Olympics. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. That was the end of the NFL coverage since clearly... Dylan is ready to depart from that. <laughs> well, we have one final sport to cover still. Hey, don't don't forget um soccer or horseback riding like that. We again, we have one sport left <laughs> to cover. What happened to Formula One? That is that's the sport. Formula oh, One. Oh, I thought you were gonna do more baseball. No, we did our baseball spiel. Oh, I got good. my I got my 30 seconds of glory there. Oh my but god, thank you. We've got Formula One to talk about. So round us out because we're actually going late on this episode already. But round us out with a minute of Formula One talk. Well, I think you, I think you would be, you would be interested to hear this. So Dylan did not know this until I told him right before this episode recording. Big news, which happened a couple weeks ago as well, that Lewis Hamilton will actually be replacing Carlos Sainz in for at ferrari starting in 2025 so carlos Sainz has one more season with ferrari and then it will be lewis hamilton and charles leclerc 
at Ferrari together, which is insane because Lewis Hamilton practically just won. Obviously, he became the Mercedes dynasty. He is the face of Mercedes. He is the reason why they won like seven or eight world championships. Both of them together was like the dynamic duo, the dream team, if you will. No one thought that Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton were going to depart until this past year when rumors started circulating that Lewis Hamilton was joining Ferrari, but people didn't think that that was real because they were like, why would he leave Mercedes? Um, All this. Also because it seemed like Sainz and Leclerc had a really good dynamic going on, yada, yada, yada. But Ferrari has really, really struggled this year and last year just with like their mechanics, also with their engineering and their strategy. It just has not made sense. And especially this year, they've really fallen off. Last year... They had a good, I mean, they did okay, but last year they really had a chance to take on Max Verstappen and they flopped with a lot of questionable race strategy decisions. And I'm thinking that they brought on Lewis Hamilton to keep challenging Charles Leclerc. But I honestly do not think Charles Leclerc has been the issue. I think it's been the team surrounding him and they haven't given him a good enough car. But Dylan, this, because Dylan is currently on his phone. I'm not. <laughs> not attention to anything I'm saying, but this is actually gonna actually yeah. Dylan, I'm looking. I'm this. looking up the transaction in my phone right now, trying to figure okay, out what's gotcha. happening to give you an analysis. But okay, great. I think I'm gonna but defer. Now there are questions because a lot of people thought Lewis Hamilton's Ferrari move was quite a surprise. Now people are wondering who is going to replace Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes, and guess what the rumors are suggesting dylan since you're directing this question at me i'm going to say that it's going to be fernando alonso because that's (laughs) why you're aiming this question at me question mark guys exactly it has not been right i'm it has not been confirmed, but Alonso himself has suggested he could be a target to replace Hamilton. Obviously, that's a step up from Aston Martin. Alonso performed tremendously this season in Aston Martin, and that is definitely a rumor that he could be replacing him in 2050. 2050? Also, sorry, not 2050, 2025. <laughs> I was about to get really nervous and confused how F1 works. <laughs> Guys, sorry. The reason why I said 2050 was also because apparently Alonzo recently took medical tests this winter, um, <laughs> which talked about like with a change to his diet and new approach to fitness, which apparently made him conclude that he has a lot of racing left to him. And he's currently 42. And apparently his fitness test suggests he might be able to race until 50. I don't know if anyone is actually going to sign him until 50, but he's already defied a lot of people who say the F1 drivers are way past their prime once they're out of their thirties and look at him 42 and still on the podium for many of the races. That's my guy. And it's definitely not because he has the last name Alonzo, but that's my guy. Yeah. You're really liking the Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, Fernando Alonzo. Don't. Get me started on Pete Alonso because that's a whole baseball story that's waiting to happen. Yeah, do not worry. We are not going to get you started on Pete Alonso. I'm sure when that happens, we will have much to talk about on the podcast. But again, uh... I just want to hear Dylan's thoughts on Pete Alonso. 
go over to side retired. That's going to be a meltdown. When Don't ask me for my thoughts on Pete Alonso. When Pete signs with the Cubs in November and December. When? That's so pessimistic. You better hope that we're already on winter break by the time that happens. Because that'll be a miserable episode if the Mets lose Pete. Hey. I said if the second time. Is he a shortstop? Who? My favorite. My favorite is named Jacob deGrom. My favorite Jacob deGrom is currently a Texas Ranger. My other favorite, David Wright, got a chronic back injury and had to retire early. My third favorite, my third favorite, Drew Smith, is probably going to get released really soon. So, welcome to the new New York Mets. <laughs> but that's no, what happened to Edwin Diaz? He missed all of last year, and now he's yeah. But I thought he was year. your favorite. Not but really. I like his song. He's, he's got a cool song. What position does he play? He's the closer. So he comes in in the oh, ninth the inning to pitch to finish the game. He's it's almost guy. like the kicker in football. And that like once the game's about to be over, he just has to finish it off. Yeah, he's not the shortstop. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. But yeah, that concludes episode two. Of Are you, not ex- you didn't even give us your you, you didn't even give us your take on Lewis Hamilton. Congrats to Lewis Hamilton on his new move. And his future endeavors, driving cars. Wow. So cordial and <laughs> so nice of you, Dylan. Uh-huh. You don't even have thoughts on your guy, Fernando Alonso. I think it would be cool, but he's also defecting the place that he's called home for how many years? Uh, not very many. All right, then go for it. Be a mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> Jump ship, make the money. I support. Actually, I'm pretty sure this is only his. I that is this second season in Aston Martin. If it's oh only God. his second season, jump ship, make the money, <laughs> and become a superstar. No, it's actually his first season. Aston oh, Martin. then jump ship, make the yeah, money. Yeah, he was in Alpine for the year before, and then also 2021. Perfect. Yes, keep moving onwards and upwards until he can take down Max Verstappen at and age forty-seven. Said, you are too funny. <laughs> you said jump ship. You said zero loyalty. Once I found out he has zero loyalty in his past, then by all means, continue <laughs> to past. do what you got to no, do. Typically, with unless you're like actually, um, I mean, he was two-time world champion, Fernando Alonso. Mm-hmm. Um, but previously normally you only really stick with a couple teams or like move with one even like lewis hamilton has had two teams and now three so Uh good to know (laughs) now you know for people who are just like me and have zero clue what's happening in f1 you learn something new every day and i've certainly learned something new on this podcast it's okay we we can all learn something new today including that um edwin diaz is a closer that is true well we hope you enjoy this episode of Sharp and Burn. Of course, make sure to check out our other podcast, Hilltop Hustle. We had a great interview last week with Supreme Cook. We've got a great interview coming out on Monday with another men's basketball player. We'll keep that as a surprise for now, and you'll find out on Monday what happens there. We'll be back either a week from now or two weeks from now, depending on how frisky we're feeling when recording. But for Dylan and Caroline, unless you've got anything else to throw in, that's it. That's it. Wow. I've silenced the peanut gallery. But for Why the next I time. Gallery? I well, feel like you I've... and your MLB talk is a peanut gallery. Wow. All right, yeah. then. 
I'll take on the role of Linus, but also, until the next time. The one, I feel like peanut gallery and peanut M&Ms are one and the same. So do with that what you will. Next up, Dylan's going to be in an M&M commercial for his prediction. Yeah, I want to be famous enough to be asked to be in an M&M commercial. That's my goal. Super Bowl asked, 2030. You wouldn't even want to be paid. Okay, that's Super fine. Bowl 2037. Lock it in. How old would you be? 35. Why did you know that off the top of your head? Because I was born in 2002. So that's a very easy calculation to make. Mm. To subtract two from whatever year it is. Yeah. yeah. We're All right. Pun- 35 is the year. Uh-huh. We're, we've now divulged so far off topic that we're just talking about my age and how old I'll be in certain years. So that's a good time, yeah, more than ever, for us to call it quits, call it a night, and until the next time, the turf is burned.